He is dedicated to eliminating the plagues of loneliness, helplessness, and boredom that exist in many of today's long-term care facilities. You are listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and with me today is Dr. William H. Thomas. Dr. Thomas is an international authority on geriatric medicine and elder care and the founder of the Eden Alternative and the Greenhouse. Dr. Thomas, welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. Well, thank you for having me. Tell us about the Eden Alternative. I started my career in emergency room medicine and thought I'd really found my place. And after a few years of practicing in the emergency room, I took a part-time job working in a nursing home, sort of a little thing on the side, and I just fell in love with it, fell in love with geriatrics, fell in love with long-term care. But the big problem that I could see out there was that even if you give great medical care and you're really attending to people's diagnoses and their medications and treatments, patients were still suffering and dying of really loneliness, helplessness, and boredom. So we came up with a a new philosophy for long-term care that we call the Eden Alternative. Where did the name come from? Well, it's sort of like if you look at a nursing home, you see life that's directed toward an institution. And we thought to ourselves, you know, what makes things grow? Where do people thrive? And we got to thinking about gardens and then about the Garden of Eden. And we said, you know, should a nursing home be more like a garden or more like a hospital? And really, our view is nursing homes should be much more like gardens and much less like hospitals. So we call what we do the Eden Alternative. When was it founded? Uh, 1992. Actually, with my wife and I, we did some initial preliminary research under a grant from the New York State Department of Health and then published that research and immediately actually set about um, doing a replication project, which took another couple of years. And by 1997, we had two successful studies, and we were ready to really start teaching people around the country how to Edenize long-term care. How many Eden alternative homes exist in the United States? Uh, 300. We have a registry. We have started a nonprofit organization, and we have a registry at EdenAlt, E-D-E-N-A-L-T dot O-R-G, where we have a, maintain a registry of homes that are practicing this philosophy. How is an Edenized home different from a traditional nursing home? We kind of say that the Eden alternative gives a nursing home a heart transplant. We really try to change the focus away from tasks which is really the primary focus in, in really all institutions, and move the focus toward people. We really advocate person-centered or person-directed care where the elders kind of take their place at the center of the organization. So the result of that is you find that people change the environment. They add dogs and cats and birds and plants and children, and you can see that physically. But organizationally, you can see people changing how they treat one another and, and how they think about elders and the work that they do for elders. Is it expensive to transition? No, actually, it's interesting. We've had a number of studies we've done over the years that point out that the Eden alternative is a cost-neutral approach. And I guess what we find is that it takes actually much more change in your heart than change in your pocket. It's really about rethinking how you do long-term care, what's important, 
what the priorities are, and then supporting those priorities. How are Eden alternative staff trained? Our mantra on this is really the three most important things are education, education, and education. We think that people in long-term care want to do the right thing, that they're good people, that they're trapped in a system that often feels that it institutionalizes staff as much as elders. So we focus on in-house staff training done by the organization itself to kind of help people do the kind of work they feel that long-term care led them to do and not worry so much about the institutional part of it. One of the stereotypes of nursing homes is that it's poorly staffed and the staff members are poorly paid. How does Eden address that? A couple of things. I mean, I think if you look at the numbers nationally, you'd find that if you crunched the numbers and looked at the hours that are sort of where the staff are on duty, that's not necessarily the problem. Often, usually, nursing homes do have the the people there to do the job. Here's the problem. Number one, there's too much staff turnover. So even though you've got a nurse aide on the third floor, that nurse aide has only been here a short period of time, doesn't know the people, doesn't know the work, doesn't have relationships, and therefore her or his work is, is less effective. The second thing is, too often, nursing homes operate in such a way that people leave the best parts of them at home. Uh, the staff members leave the best parts of who they are outside the door. And Eden really encourages people to bring their whole selves to work because we think that that's important for relationships and it's important for quality care. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and joining me is Dr. Thomas discussing the Eden Alternative. Dr. Thomas, what feedback have you received from residents and families? Gratitude. You know, when you're a physician, you have actually, <laughs> it's wonderful work being a, a doc because you actually get to feel people's gratitude very often in your work. I mean, that's, that's something that you know. I mean, you can make the right decision, start the right medication, call for the right test, and people are always grateful for getting good care. What was unexpected to me and what was new for me was feeling gratitude for people because I could help make a change in our healthcare system. You know, that as a doctor, I could step up and advocate for changes in how nursing homes are operated how they're managed, how they're organized, and that that could make a big difference in my patients' lives. And in fact, the great thing about the Eden Alternative is that, I mean, it has influence that's far greater than what I could have ever had as a practicing doc in one city. You know, I, we've been able to have influence in the lives of really many tens of thousands of people, and that, that feels really good. What feedback have you received from practicing physicians? Well, I think follow the 80-20 rule. Eighty percent of physicians kind of practicing in long-term care who encounter the Eden Alternative are pretty enthusiastic supporters because actually doctors want things that are good for their patients. You know, I mean, if it's good for your patient, you'll back it up. I mean, I think most doctors ascribe to that. A smaller group have been sort of, let's just say, more focused on their medical aspect of their work and less focused on quality of life. And, you know, some physicians sort of feel that quality of life isn't their responsibility, that it it's really belongs to other 
professionals. But I, I think most doctors actually understand that well-being is an important part of good medical care, and most doctors really back it up. Is there a limit to the number of residents that can reside in an Eden home? No, actually, um, we've worked with a home in New York City that's over 500 beds. We've worked with several homes over 400 beds. Actually, the largest home we ever worked with with Eden was in Halifax, Nova Scotia, and uh, that's a 600-bed facility, and they've done a great job up there over the years with Eden. How many Eden alternative homes exist outside of the United States? I'd say about 150. It's interesting. Eden has grown very rapidly outside of the U.S., especially in Europe and Scandinavia, but also in Australia, New Zealand. And now it's really starting to take off in Japan as well. So um, what we find is, even though different countries have different healthcare systems, the needs of elders who are institutionalized are remarkably similar. They are remarkably consistent, regardless of what language you speak or what color your skin is. What statistics are we looking at in terms of nursing home populations in the future? It's interesting. My views on that are a little different than some people. Some people call for large increases in the number of nursing homes or the number of nursing home residents in the future. I actually don't think that's going to happen. I believe if you look at recent history, you find that nursing homes, the number of nursing homes in America has been going down. And I think it's going to continue going down. And I think Americans are really looking at and really working hard at developing non-institutional alternatives to long-term care. What other non-institutional alternatives do you foresee happening? Well, I'm a big fan of community-based adult day services, for example where a person, even a person living with dementia or a person with real, some significant health needs can go to a day service center and have a good day, good socialization, good support medically, and then come home and be home at night. And the family can support that and the elder can support that. And I like that model a lot. I also see more and more people getting interested in community-oriented living options like co-housing where older people are starting to say, hey, you know, what matters most is the community that I'm a part of, that that community is going to add a lot to the quality of my life in my later years. So we're seeing a lot of movement toward intentional community as a strategy for coping with old age. Tell us about Eden at Home. That's one of the most fun things we're working on right now. We spent years, as I've mentioned, working on long-term care, working on issues related to long-term care in nursing homes. And we realized one day, hey, wait a minute, you know, where does most long-term care take place? In the home. Who is most long-term care provided by? Family members. We worked with AARP in the state of Arkansas to develop a statewide pilot project where we taught the lessons we had learned in long-term care to family caregivers and help them think about how do you make Eden at home? Uh, How do you make a home where an older person is living more like a garden and less like a nursing home? And that's really, it's turned out to be really positive. And is that throughout the United States now? Uh, Actually, not yet. The thing I can really report on is a successful statewide pilot project in Arkansas. And I think it's the next step is really to take that nationwide. How can listeners learn more about the Eden Alternative and Eden at Home? Online, the best thing to do is to go to edenalt, E-D-E-N-A-L-T dot O-R-G. Great resources there. 
And I'd offer two books I've written for people who are interested. One is a book called What Are Old People For? And that book is really designed to kind of ask questions about aging in our society and how we make sense of aging. And the other book I wrote is a novel, actually. It's a love story called In the Arms of Elders. And it really approaches kind of questions related to aging and society from the point of view of fiction. I sort of, I think people kind of know what they find most congenial to them, whether it's the fiction or nonfiction, but it's really... What Are Old People For and In the Arms of Elders are the two books I'd recommend. Dr. Thomas, thank you so much for joining us to discuss the Eden Alternative. Well, you're very welcome. I'm Susan Dole, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.